0: Welcome to Long Covid Doctor, an educational series for sufferers of Long Covid. I'm Dr Tim Robinson, formerly a family doctor, GP for 30 years, now GP lead for three NHS Long Covid clinics, and a GP clinical lead in Long Covid across the southwest of England. This episode is on anxiety and Long Covid. In part one, I talk about the symptoms, diagnosis, and causes. And in part two, I'll talk about the treatments, management, and outcomes. Check out the references, resources, and links to social media in the show notes below, if you should so wish. Just to say, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified health professional. And so, here we go. Anxiety and long COVID. So firstly, the context, the background. Anxiety in long COVID is common. In my experience in the three long COVID clinics I work in, it is extremely common and it has a great impact on our patients. This may be the worsening of previous anxious tendency or a completely new anxiety, never had it before but it's here now, purely due to having long COVID. And so firstly, what exactly is anxiety? Anxiety is a feeling of unease, such as worry or fear. Anxiety is a normal response to a situation in which we feel threatened or at risk of harm physically or mentally. This is normal. Uh, but some people find it hard to control their worries. The anxiety feelings become more constant and impact on everyday life. This is generalised anxiety disorder. The anxiety response is known as the fight or flight response through the involuntary release of adrenaline and other stress hormones such as cortisol Other neurotransmitters um, involved in anxiety disorders are serotonin, the happy chemical, GABA, the calming chemical, and others. It's complicated. The areas in the brain involved in in anxiety are the limbic system, the prefrontal cortex, and the limbic system is, is There are a number of sections of the limbic system, but the two areas that are particularly involved in anxiety are the hippocampus, responsible for short-term memories, and the amygdala, the area where there are fear responses and frightening memories are laid down. And then the prefrontal cortex, the front of the brain, where conscious thoughts and responses are made. So these areas are connected and send impulses everywhere around the body. So how does anxiety present itself? So basically, anxiety symptoms can be divided into those that are physical and those that are mental. So firstly, the physical symptoms. Those may be fatigue, dizziness, muscle aches, palpitations, dry mouth, faintness clamminess, trembling, shortness of breath, headache, pins and needles, many symptoms familiar to long COVID. So if you've got those symptoms with your anxiety, and you've also got those symptoms with your long COVID, in a way you're getting a double dose of those symptoms, not good. And then That's the physical side. Then what about the mental, mental symptoms? The mental symptoms are symptoms like restlessness, difficulty concentrating, irritability, feeling constantly on edge, a sense of dread or fear, and sleep disturbance. Fear may extend into a number of other conditions, such as panic disorder, so panic attacks. Fear may extend into PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, that's caused by very frightening or distressing event leading to flashbacks or nightmares that are embedded in the amygdala, that part of the limbic system I was explaining. So such as patients who have been on ventilators and ICE intensive care units during their acute COVID, those memories may come back to haunt them. Another manifestation of fear is in social phobia. So patients' fear going out. It's just more than basic shyness. It's a fear of social situations. Another aspect of anxiety is OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviours. And then finally, there's depression, there's a crossover between anxiety and depression. So anxiety may, ex- may progress into, into depression, and I saw this many a time during my years in general practice. And depression, you know, basically is that mental state in which you feel sad, flat, down. These feelings become extreme with sort of total hopelessness and complete despair, thoughts of or even sort of thoughts of self harm or even suicidal thoughts so these are the red flag symptoms of depression and obviously these must be taken extremely seriously so if there if a patient does or you feel um those symptoms seek advice urgently through your gp so basically anxiety in general including in long COVID, can present with some or all of those those features, um, some of all of those mental and physical symptoms. So how does anxiety interfere with long COVID recovery? When someone is calm, relaxed, balanced, restorative repair processes um, are not at their optimal. So, if they're not calm and relaxed, you know, those processes are not mo- working most efficiently. So, therefore, they're not working at their best capacity. And this, of course, is not ideal while you're trying to recover from long COVID. And so, anxiety will contribute to um, the exacerbation and, and perpetuation of those after effects of long COVID. You find yourself going around in circles, further fueling the anxiety, further embedding the anxiety and the negative thought processes, and further complicating and adding to the already complexed condition known as long COVID. Sort of a downward spiral occurring here. So what are the causes for anxiety and long COVID? Why do people with Long Covid get anxiety? So as we know, Long Covid is complicated. It's a complex condition with multiple causes, dysregulations, dysfunctions. All symptoms result from many possible causes and explanations. Not just one cause, one explanation, unfortunately. And this applies to anxiety and Long Covid also. So, getting to it now, what are the possible causes of anxiety in long COVID? Well, there are the effects of long COVID on the brain itself. The The autonomic nervous system may be affected, the sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, that balance. Um, there may be effects on the HPA axis, the limbic system, the brainstem and sleep. So going through them, as I said, the effects on the autonomic nervous system, you get stuck in that in that flight, fight and flight mode. The adrenaline charged because of excessive sympathetic nervous system response. Then there's disruption of the HPA axis. HPA stands for hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Studies show that there is reduced cortisol levels as a result of this disruption of the HPA axis, i.e. reduce cortisol levels, reduce stress response. And then there's disruption of the neural pathways from the hypothalamus to the pineal gland. Therefore, there's reduced melatonin production, melatonin the hormone that we that is produced from the pineal gland, which is our body's natural sleeping sedative, sleeping pill. And then there's disruption of the limbic system. I've uh, already touched on this, the, hypoth- the, the hippocampus and the, and the amygdala in the limbic system. So there's poor emotional processing and hence an anxiety tendency. And finally, the last effect in the brain is the um, disruption of signaling in the brainstem Itself, the brainstem nuclei. So you're going to have associated symptoms such as nausea, pain, sickness, behavior response, and sleep dysfunction. So all those things will the, all those things can occur in long COVID, and all of those things will contribute to that that sort of uh, dis- imbalance and hence anxiety. And then in long COVID, you've got the effects of long COVID on the gut. So gut dysbiosis, your friendly gut flora are disturbed. So this is well documented in long COVID studies. And as a consequence, there is a reduction in production, reduction in the production of the neurotransmitter chemicals, such as serotonin. I mentioned this earlier. So 90% of serotonin is produced in the intestinal uh, cells, the lining of the indes- of the intestines, so serotonin is the happy hormone. So there's less of it uh, being produced, and there was a recent paper uh, that demonstrated this very nicely. Likewise, GABA, the calming hormone, that there's re- reduced production of GABA. And this may contribute to the tendency for anxiety and also depression, ah, both of which also have sleep disturbance as part of um, its symptomatology. And then the effects of long COVID on the whole body balance and harmony. So that interrelationship of all the systems. Is upset. The immune system, the anti inflammatory system, the autonomic system, the hormonal system, they all talk to each other. They're all interconnected. So long COVID brings about a disruption of that balanced interconnection and harmony of those 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 systems. Um, explanation, all those causes, all those disruptions could be a result of multiple reasons. So as we know with long COVID, as I said, it's multi-system, multi-causal. So there's the inflamed blood vessels, endotheliolitis. there's excessive inflammatory response, There's, and that includes excessive mast cell activation, microclot formation, there's autoimmune uh, activation, all leading to nerve cell damage, in the brain as well as around the peripheral nervous system. All this is happening in Long Covid to varying degrees, resulting in multiple Long Covid symptoms, but including anxiety. So I've covered all those causes of anxiety in Long Covid in detail for an important reason. It's really important for our patients, for you, to know that their Long Covid anxiety is not just due to the effect it is having on their mood and their life, their smashed hopes and dreams, the effects on them personally, their family, their financial status, etc. There is plenty of evidence that explains that anxiety in Long Covid uh, is due to physical reasons. There are physical reasons that explain Long Covid anxiety. It's certainly not all in the head. It's not imagined, despite what the sceptics and gaslighters are saying. This validation helps with the acceptance of the situation for those sufferers of long COVID, which I think is really an important part of the long COVID recovery. However, at the same time, having said all that, um, it must also be acknowledged that, that worries about long COVID, are understandable, um, totally justified. It's only natural. uh, uh, And they will, of course, contribute to all those physical causes of long COVID anxiety. And I've divided those worries up into three groups. Firstly, the worries about living with long COVID. It is taking longer to get better than you'd expect. It's taking extra long. It's almost like long, long COVID. Um, there are the worries that, you know, has someone missed something? You know, so in a way, it's a case of, you know, maybe we're we're having a difficulty with accepting the diagnosis. And there are those worries attached to sort of the fact that despite doing all the things that your long, long COVID clinic and all your research into how to deal with long COVID, um, despite all those, and putting those into action, still not getting better. Plus, there are the worries generated from all the conflicting information online. You know, you may well have tried it all, but nothing seems to work. That leads to further worry. Why isn't it working? Plus, you know, the worry about the expense of any treatments that you might have bought online. Patients, you know, do tend to, to take the stack of supplements and vitamins and minerals, etc, and it all adds up. And then talking expense, what about the expense of investigations online? A lot of patients are, you know, sending stool samples off to look at their microbiome. They're going to private clinics to have blood tests or food intolerance testing, many of them leading to further confusion and doubt. And dubious dietary advice and unnecessary expensive supplementation again. This all leads to false beliefs and uninformed explanations of symptoms that can cause them to be reinforced, as can suspicions or blame directed at the medical profession. The internet has many sources of information that can be misleading and based on pseudoscience and all of this can further further reinforce anxiety symptoms. Plus some patients repeatedly check symptoms, obsessively almost, as well as seek reassurance due to distrust of maybe professionals. This can lead to further anxiety. And then there are the dis- disappointments with the progress by the medical profession. After all, it's like Three years—it's coming on four years now—that they, sh- you know, patients, understandably, are saying, "My gosh, three, four years—why, why do we still not really have any answers, any active, um, pinpointing treatments? Surely they can fix it." So many worries, so many concerns, leading down, leading patients down, so many rabbit holes and anxieties and finally you know besides all those worries there are the worries about the consequences that long covid the consequences of that long covid is having on the individual patient the effects on that person that they're not getting better effects on the family and the friendships effects on their work they can't work financial effects am i going to lose my job i've heard that many a time am i going to lose my house Again, likewise, Uh, the effects of, you know, the patient saying, you know, things like, you know, my life has been robbed, my hopes and dreams have been smashed. As I said before, these are all totally understandable worries, stresses and fears, maybe leading to anxiety and depression. And further, further to this, other anxieties might be that, you know, Specific symptoms that our patients are having that are long COVID symptoms, such as joint pains. Patients ask, you know, is this arthritis? Am I going to be in a wheelchair? Or headaches, you know, have I got a brain tumour? Palpitations and chest pain. Patients ask, you know, is this, is this heart disease? Am I going to have a heart attack? Um, breathlessness. By simply walking up one flight of stairs. I used to run marathons, they say. Why? Why is this so extreme? Why isn't it settling? Pins and needles, I've had patients say, pins and needles is this multiple sclerosis, um, uh, You know, and, and sleep problems, and change of bowel habit, and my fear of soiling themselves. You know, all these, all these symptoms add to the whole burden of anxiety and worries. And it's all totally understandable. So there it is. That's anxiety and the causes of long COVID anxiety. It's really complicated. So one person may have one of those processes, either physical or mental or both, going on. So that's what's happening. Uh, That's what's called long COVID anxiety. It's important to know all those causes, as I said earlier, to help to understand and help, hopefully, to accept it. But what's more important is, what are we going to do about it? I'll come on to that, the treatment, the management of long COVID anxiety in part two. So that concludes part one of my talk on anxiety and long COVID, the symptoms, diagnoses, and all those causes. I hope you found it helpful. Check out the references and resources and links to social media in the show notes below. As I mentioned at the start, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention or have mentioned should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified health professional. So in the meantime, I wish you well. Uh, wish you well with your long COVID recovery. And hopefully we'll meet in the second part. Cheerio.